3: Welcome to the Niall and I podcast. I'm Niall and this week you're going to be joining us on a very special road trip to a place called Blackgate. So a few weeks ago, myself and Andrea took a day trip to Galway City to visit the Blackgate Cultural Centre. It was a place we've been hearing about a lot. For various different reasons, so we thought we'd have a look and go ourselves and maybe find out what was going on. Uh, It all started in 2020 with both myself and Andrea, who were big uh, champions and and loved Neve Regan's debut album, Hemet. And that album was released on Blackgate's label, which is the first I had heard of it. Indeed, we talked to Neve on the show that summer uh, in 2020, and the record went on to receive a Choice Music Prize nomination the following year. So it was Blackgate I heard of in 2020, it had opened a few years ago as a little venue space, and I was hearing a bit more about it, and then last year the venue was streaming live concerts from its very small uh, little venue space in Galway City, in Galway City Centre. And this week it will debut its TV show on TG Cahir called Comusk Sessions to Black Gate. And the show pairs up uh, different musicians for a series of collaborative days, resulting in performances in the Black Gate. So, different pairings, including Rhiannon Giddens, uh, Roisin Al Safti, Dohi and Suzanne Savage. Rachel Lavelle and Peter Broderick, Seamus Begley and Junior Brother, Jinx Lennon and Mary Wallopers, and Anna Malarkey and New Jackson, including Sam Amadon and Siobhan People. So there's loads there. There's 12 different episodes. All those episodes of Kumusk are actually available to watch on the TG car player from this Friday, February 11th, before the actual TV broadcast on February 26th. So with loads of things happening around Blackgate, we thought, like, I mean, what is it? Is it a label? Is it a venue? Is it a wine bar? Is it a recording studio? Well, the truth is it's a bit of everything. And I always thought that multi-use spaces that are, are kind of the way forward in terms of music and entertainment venues, and when it comes with a wine and cheese board too, well, we thought we'd better go down to Galway and Actually, have a look for ourselves, see what's going on. So, yeah, Black A is a bit of everything, and we're going to talk to uh, some of the people behind it. So Andrea and I did just that. We went down to Galway a few weeks ago and just happened to arrive on Blackgate's fifth birthday, the day that the uh, lifting of restrictions was actually announced. So it was a bit of a, bit of a buzzy day. Um, And uh, so we spoke to Neve Regan down there, as well as the director of Cummisk, uh, who is uh, Mia Malarkey, as well as her little sister, who's actually Anna Malarkey, the musician, who appeared on the show with David Kitt uh, in collaboration and actually wrote the theme song for Cummisk. And so we also met the people behind Blackgate, including the co-owner, Patrick King, to hear about how it all came together and their plans for the space in the future. And we hear a bit more from one of their upcoming releases too. So let's drop in to a lovely space in Galway called the Blackgate and have a walk around.
0: just around and uh, chairs all around them. and then it's a really nice and intimate space and we've had like we've had some pretty huge acts there and done typical concerts and you know we've always kind of tried to make sure that uh, that we weren't just like the, the bottom of the rung kind of a venue we wanted to be small but you know interesting Yeah, Something like the likes of I don't know, like Poppy Aykroyd, Sam Amadon, Renaud garcia Fon, some of these really amazing contemporary musicians as well. Yeah, we all played here. Um, probably did about five hundred concerts over the, over the over the three years we were open. Mm. So, uh, a fair amount of stuff. And it's really nice because you're so close to, like, you literally. Some people would be right up here, and yeah whoever's singing or playing or whatever like <laughs> Reno Garcia fons is an really interesting one he's like a he's a famous double bass player you'll see him on um, like any of the tiny desk stuff or anything like that yeah. but he's just virtuoso like but every we, we did a concert with him a few years ago and like every famous double bass player in the country was here <laughs> it was just <laughs> like they were just crowded up around him <laughs> and you know so this, and just right right there
2: Yeah, I like that. There's no separation, really. It's not a stage. It's just like a kind of cozy little corner. Yeah,
0: and it's like it's um. Yeah, we've had a lot of pretty magic nights down here, and it's kind of and the nice thing about it is that the crowd that we have there—it's very much a community, which is yeah, yeah. Um, Very
2: nice.
0: That's got a good separation with the double windows from the street. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Lovely,
0: but um. Yeah, it's yeah you can't light. hear
2: anything outside in here.
0: Yeah, but it's good to have the light as well because there's so many studios that are just black.
2: Yes.
3: Inside. That was Padder King who was showing us around the Blackgate studios and building. And uh, so we sat down with Padder and had a chat with him about how it all came together. Patter, so we're sitting in Blackgate and I want you to tell me a little bit about uh, your idea for how this came about. And, and you know, what I well, I guess from what I'm really impressed with is the... multi-use of space right i'm always been interested in places that are one thing and another um so this place like there's a great example in um glasgow that i found very inspirational a number of years ago mono it's a record shop it's a restaurant it's a few different things so tell me about black gate and because it has that kind of vibe to it is it's a few different things in it wears a few hats
0: yeah um yeah well i suppose Years ago, about um, well, five years ago, uh, we, me and uh, my friend Eamon from from Inish Boffin, we both we we both kind of wanted to do something, and we were kind of at at a point. I've mm-hmm. been I've been in, involved in a festival. I ran, I ran a festival called Inish, at Inish Boffin for a few years, and it was kind of it was getting a good bit of critical acclaim because we had a lot of um, big writers, big musicians, and uh, and speakers that would come to Boffin. and it was very it was a limited festival. We had two hundred tickets. It was never to get any bigger than that. It was just about it being really good. Um, and when we went into doing something out here, we wanted, we found this building and we kind of built our idea around the building. So like it, it, the building wouldn't have suited a lot of things because it's on multiple floors and you can't have a huge crowd at it. So you never make enough out of any one of the activities to make it really worth your while. Um, but we all had multiple interests and... Um, and uh, we wanted to bring a little bit of, you know, the, that kind of, we grew up in Boffin and there was always this kind of sense of wanting to welcome people to the island and wanting to, and a sense of there not being any particular age. You, know, you talk to everybody because there's only 165 of us on Boffin. So it was like you go to the pub and you talk to somebody who's, you know, 80 the same as you talk to somebody who's your own age. And we wanted it to be open to everybody um, and open to every all styles of music. And actually the Black Gate is, it's the place where me and Amy used to meet going to school when we were kids. It's like, it's halfway between both of our houses. It's just like this gate that old men used to lean on and look over the harbour and talk shite, you know. So uh, that's the Black Gate.
2: For, for a space that is um, five years old today, um, it's completely teeming with personality like from from all of you here like it does feel like it's it's imbued with a lot of different as nile was saying like a lot of different interests and and different things like so when you were kind of uh deciding on even something like the layout of it um and like what 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 did the place look like before you moved in was it was it an empty shell and then you kind of populated it with all this stuff yeah
0: the building was it was completely empty. Yeah. It had been it had been empty for five years before we got into it. It used mm. to be a, a youth cafe for the HSE actually. It was kind of like the precursor to Jigsaw or one of those kind of mm. mental health services cafe. And it I suppose they, they just um they moved at a certain point and the building was just left derelict. Not derelict, but it was, it was empty, you know. Yeah. Suppose, um we we went into it, we saw the potential in it really and we rebuilt everything like we put in new floors new all these bookshelves all the you know we did anything that needed to be redone and you know got a mail of all of our friends to help out and mm. um yeah so we we created like all even all the pictures on the wall everything i mean if you can you you can't obviously see it on on the on the, on the podcast but on the wall over there there's this pictures of you know of boffin of you know boat builders and boffin people growing up there's people you know pictures from friends exhibitions yeah there's the festival we used to run
3: there's bands
0: that used to play here there's there's you know it's a real kind of a mishmash of our friends yeah
2: yeah and it's yeah and i suppose it is that kind of like community spirit. Yeah.
0: yeah and i think we want we always wanted to like our kind of ethos with it is that we will we set out on a path and often if we see something that we think makes sense, we'll go down that road as mm. far as we can go with it sometimes, you know? So like, you know, the, during the pandemic, going down the film the film road or the TV road, um, it's been really nice because we, all, we already had those interests. Yeah. So bringing in mm. new people and, and expanding on the music we've already done. And,
3: and what was the like in terms of, you know, you hadn't done it before. So approaching... Uh, Hemet News Regan's record to release it and and do all that kind of stuff. So
0: well, we kind of had done it before, but not in not on that scale, really. I suppose like like I've been a musician for years. I've done a, did a bunch of releases years ago. Um, a, you know, we'd all been involved in music, and I'd known a lot of producers, and you know, over the years as well, yeah, just different producers all over the world, really. Actually, um, so I had a lot of good advice from people as well, and we knew that, I suppose. Most of it is just making sure to be critical about when you're when you're making an album, to to be critical enough to distill it so that you're 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 getting it down to the you're cutting off all the fat, and then um, and giving it the best chance and um, and then the PR I suppose PR and getting it out there is is a huge part of it as well and making sure that it gets to people so that they hear and like well you guys were pretty instrumental in in getting Eve to the world as well so it's like it's um that's it it's it's kind of a it's a community effort really if some people find something that's that's really brilliant and this they get it out to the world together it's something something nice in
3: that you know it's actually just like it, it sounds a bit like to distill it it's like you're just building a team you're you're, you're doing things together uh, with one common goal. And that's kind of what yep. the whole idea of like a community and team with something in mind. You're like, that's what it is. That's what you're trying to do. Absolutely. If you yeah. overcomplicate yeah. it, you're like, what we're trying to do is build this team around an artist or a label yeah. or a restaurant or whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what it. everything to me kind of distills down to when you need it. You can't do everything on your own. No. So you need to, you know, surround yourself with people who are also able to have that interest and want to make that happen you know? oh absolutely
0: yeah and it's like it's it's funny the more you go into it the more you see how interconnected it all is like and it's it's it could be a simple thing like um, um, the network say so just even the network of venues in Ireland just having that joined up thinking where you know you can you can make if you get to know everybody you're building relationships that you can you can send your act to that place to play or you can I don't know, it's kind of it's it's just a big community and it's about mm. just making sure that people in that community know the stuff that you're doing and I suppose like, you know, um, you know, you guys even being here today, it's it's really great for us getting our message out there, what we're trying to do. Yeah. And, you know, um like Neve would have regardless of whether she did it with us or did it with someone else, Neve would have been up there. She's an amazing mm. artist and we're just really privileged, I suppose, that that she trusted us enough to to help her put out the music you know mm. but uh like she's gonna be gonna be huge you know oh, yeah. um, and really yeah. really proud
4: what's the matter with the time i keep it running circles around me all day why can't i complete the task and feel good at the end of the day why don't you turn the tv Down, pushes you away
3: So, while we were in Galway, we got the chance to chat to Neve Regan in person. And uh, and the day we were down there was the day that the restrictions were suddenly announced as lifting uh, the next day. So, it all became very exciting. And uh, so, that's where we kick off with Neve, myself, and Andrea, and Neve in the studio talking about the future. So, how are you doing? How, yeah. how are things?
4: Things are great. Yeah. yeah. Things are, um, I think they're going to be great tomorrow. This news, news. <laughs> I don't know when this um, break, break news, <laughs> breaking news breaking yeah. news. Yeah.
3: Um, I guess like it's nice to meet you here because you're the reason we heard about Blackgate really in terms of, you know, the label and stuff. So, uh, yeah, do you want to tell us a bit about uh, your association with this place and and where it came from?
4: When I was kind of starting out solo stuff, um, I was just hunting for support slots as much as possible in Galway City. Pader was just amazing. Like anytime it came up, any opportunity whatsoever, he just gave me the call and um just really build up my confidence and performance, yeah. you know, as a solo artist. And um yeah, so I suppose that's where it all started. And um I did one particular um slot, I think it was supporting The Maze or something, and they were over for inish Festival and um Pather, like two days before the festival started, was like, will you come on a boat and come over to the island and play a slot? I was like, yeah, like super excited about it. And then he explained what the session was going to be. And it was like, was it about 10 artists and we never met? And he was like, you're going to collaborate and perform tonight. I was like, oh my God, like (laughs) out of my depth. So um, that's really what the Black Aid are. They're really good at like picking people out and putting them under lots of pressure and (laughs) great things happening. (laughs) Um, really like memorable um memorable things. So that's kind of Well it must have went well
3: anyway 'cause yeah you're, you're still <laughs> Yeah, we're there.
4: still we're still friends and an yeah. album came out of it. So <laughs> <laughs> it was great, yeah. <laughs> So, so, yeah,
3: tell me about the album then. Um, where did that come from, from that first meeting? And
4: um, So, well, just building that relationship and them seeing and hearing the songs, you know, because like when you do supports, you're often maybe they, maybe one song might be heard or people might pay attention for the last two or something. But poor Pather had to hear all of them again and again. So he kind of got more familiar with the songs maybe than other people. And he was like, uh, yeah, he just kind of was like, not just Pather, the whole Black A crew. And they were like, we we should get this out. We should try and get this out to people Mm. and uh, so they put on the black capes and let it happen (laughs) so yeah Yeah. they're like heroes so yeah
3: and and went pretty well in the end
2: it did i
4: don't think we were
2: expecting the last time we spoke we were were talking to you like i think it was maybe a few days before it had come out i think we might and nab shoot right before the release yeah um and it's been it's been quite a. It, it it's been amazing. Like it, it kind of validated us and our taste, <laughs> to be honest. Because we 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 were we've been very proud of having kind of get got on the ne- the the train early, do you know, like and just yeah. kind of trying to get, like being being like to people like listen to this album. It's very good, <laughs> and I'm so happy to see that so many people have listened to it, and that it's been amazing. So what's what's it been like for you? Like how? Um, it's been busy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's been really busy, and um like when
4: I released it I was still in school um so I was mm-hmm. still finishing up a master's um primary school teaching yeah. and subbing and all that kind of thing so now I'm not teaching at all and I'm actually getting to do music full time which yeah. is something I never thought I'd be able like you know it's still a bit hairy in spots but like it feels good to yeah. like finally yeah. get to commit to it and like head down and keep working and yeah so it's been fantastic <laughs>
3: Well, we were talking about this earlier on, like the whole point of, you know, building a team is, you know, people put their best into that uh, process and then you you learn from them and, you know, the gaps in your knowledge are filled in by somebody else and all that kind of stuff. That's the whole point of, you know, building a team around you when you we kind of like distill it down into what it is to be a full-time musician and to have people helping you and you
4: know, all that kind of amount stuff. A lot of people, so, yeah. amount yeah. A lot of people like... Uh, rooting for you as well. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I was really lucky. And somebody said something, um, was it just outside the black There was a phrase of like, um, oh no, I'm going to botch it, I knew it. But it's basically the essentially meaning like, Every boat needs a tide or something or a wave, and a breeze will come along. That idea, and they were saying the blackgate is like the breeze to everyone and go away. It's like the arts of the boat, and they're just waiting for the blackgate. Like,
2: go on. (laughs) I love how boats keep coming up. It's the island boys, you know. We're always trying to bring it back to (laughs) them. The third interview we've done today, and boats were mentioned. Maybe it's the
4: same guy saying it to
2: us just before the interview. No, 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 completely (laughs) separately. It's very nice. It's lovely to see a theme emerging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, that's so lovely that's a that's a lovely way to kind of think about this this space and spaces like it for like to to hear the effect that it can have for it's incredible artists, like, yeah it's just, just coming, from having from people yeah. who have
4: the experience as you said fill in the gaps and just kind of know when to push and when to yeah chill
2: but yeah so community yeah it's just
3: been so uh, prevalent today but as we, as we were saying like we've missed it so much in terms of like your music community and to hear that like you might be going back to normal life in terms of, like, the positive parts of that life, you know? Going back to gigs and all that kind of I stuff. You are looking forward to that.
4: Oh, like, I but um like just even the chat you have before and after gigs and just the people you meet in passing people and just just those words that happen and just the ease of being around people I can't wait for that instead of having to be like I'll be in a corner now until this swab is out of my nose and make sure I'm safe you know like just to have this sense of like yeah just ease and enjoy the music and yeah because that's a huge part of it isn't it like why else you know to kind of gather and have it a shared love or something, which is music. So yeah, even yeah. if it's just
3: like, like your casual acquaintances, which yeah. you haven't seen for a long time.
4: You yeah, know? the friends that you know, you know, you call them Dave, and you have no idea what their surname is. <laughs> You've <Yeah>. met them at
2: gigs many times, <laughs> or just run into somebody <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. Oh, hi, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, later. yeah. <laughs> then you never divorced, yeah, but <laughs> it's still yeah, which it's is l- lovely. Small interactions yeah. are so lovely. Yeah. yeah, so
4: yeah, yeah. I'm really excited for the Black eight to open up again in that sense, because it is like the amount of people I got to know and see and hear and the amount of artists that just passed through who aren't even playing that like come just to be like, they know this is a good spot just to chat and to kind of get to know things, And especially um, Inish, the Inish Festival, like as in, you know, all those communities, it's just, yeah, everything's going to thrive. It's going to be going to be a great wave. Nice. Yeah.
3: So, of music is actually from Anna Malarkey who is a Galway artist and musician who I feature a number of times on Mother 9 uh, but never met before in person properly so had a chance to sit down with her in Blackgate and uh, have a chat with her about uh, her involvement with the theme song and her collaboration on the show with David Kitt how that went and you hear a bit of audio of that as well so the first thing we asked Anna Malarkey is about Galway and its influence on her music
5: I think environment is everything really uh, we're right beside the sea here and that's a big influence for me and I love the sea and I think people who live in Galway really do appreciate that because you know no matter where you are you're only a few minutes away from the sea really yeah. and then we've got Connemara we've got Inish Boffin, you know we've got the islands right beside us we've got Gaeilge, Gaeilge is super important to me yeah. and definitely influences I think how people think here even because yeah you kind of, it just has a trickle-down effect. Uh, so, yeah, I think the, the environment influences art here for sure. Yeah.
3: And what about your own music, then? How would, you, how would you describe it to somebody?
5: Constantly evolving. You're lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I, so yeah. Sometimes I feel like I have this battle between acoustic and electric. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I'm in an acoustic month. And I don't really want to be near electronics. And okay. then sometimes I'm only electronics. Mm. So I kind of I just always go between the two. And because I do lar- like a large amount of my work is soundtrack work. Right. I would do an acoustic soundtrack and then I would do an electronic soundtrack. And sometimes it's a blend. So uh, electro acoustic, yeah. that's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> So the T.J. Carter show, uh, I got to collaborate with David Kitt, which was amazing. A big fan of David Kitt. And when I was asked, I was just like, oh my God, yes, please. Mm. Like first, this is class to, you know, have a a show, have work, all the rest. And then also get to collaborate with someone who you really deeply admire. Mm. So it was really, really, really special. Uh, Even getting to see like... From a different perspective, see David Kitts' creative process, uh, and get to see him with his gear, like his modular synthesizers. And like yeah, he's got
3: a big bank of stuff, doesn't oh he? My god. Usually, like yeah.
5: he's so he's so good at it. Like we my fe- my fella and I have a few. And it yeah, it's really hard. Like they're really hard yeah. to use. Like, and David's just like yeah. firing up stuff. Like Intuitive kind oh my of god, stuff He's there. making it look like it's you know, like he plays all of it like an instrument, mm. like all these different modules. And it was really, really inspiring to be mm. to part of that with him. Um, so yeah, that was just really cool. Mm. And like the whole crew for the TG Car show were just so professional and so lovely and everyone just made you feel so good. And like, you know, you'd, you'd collaborate for the day and then you go in and you've got like, right, you're going to do this seven minute song go. Mm. And all these cameras and it's just like, it was yeah. just a really great experience. Yeah. It was really fun. Well, and, proper
3: live experience as well, especially when you haven't been able to do it in front of people. So kind yeah. of, you know, kind of realizing a, a, a piece for the cameras as well. So that's kind of a nice feeling.
5: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, really exciting. And I got to do some, I decided because I was doing with uh, electronics with David that I do really acoustic music. So I did Odo Mavadzi this old song about yeah. boats that I just love mm. because it's about boats. <laughs> it's like, we've yeah. all these songs that are about falling in love with someone or, you know, you're on just, down the road. We don't a like, like yeah. it. It's just, just about absolutely. a boat. Yeah. Like, and how they love a boat because... I saw this brilliant tweet
2: that <laughs> just reminded me of it. And it was like... Um, We have all these songs about falling in love and breaking up, and we only have one song about a lobster who rules. And it was like, (laughs) rock lobster. (laughs) I was like, that is unfair that we only have one song about a lobster that just fucking rules.
5: (laughs) But yeah, boats. More songs about
2: boats. Like, why not? Yeah.
5: (laughs) I just love that. Like, do you know how important they used to be? Mm. And that was what they were paying homage to. Yeah. Um, And then I got to compose the intro music for. The show, which was oh, a great. really wonderful uh, job, because it was like, okay, your brief is kind of Irish traditional, contemporary uh, folk, um, and you're like, hey, I, can, I can do all that, <laughs> <laughs> and and slightly mythical energy. I was like, cool, okay, got it. Ooh, <laughs> this right, is yeah. this is gonna be fun.
3: is a bit of the audio there from the collaboration between Anna Malarkey and David Kitt from the Comusk show. Now our next interview, we we don't have to go far in the family to find her. Her name is Mia Malarkey, Anna's sister. She is the director of the show, uh, Comusk Session in the Black Gate. And um, and here's Mia with how she got involved in Comusk.
6: Yeah, so I'm originally from Galway and I was kind of there when the Black Gate set up about five years ago, just over five years ago. And it's just a beautiful space, very bohemian. It attracts a lot of artistic minded people. Um, so I'd be down at the Galway Film Flat and you'd always go to the Black Gate for a glass of wine after a film. Mm-hmm. And Patter is just a kind of powerhouse of a person. He's brilliant at bringing people together um, creative people. So there'd be just always an atmosphere. There'd be wine, cheese, stories, poets, there'd be the crack. Um, Mm -hmm. and then he came to me with this idea for the show Comisk for bringing artists together and who uh, would collaborate for the first time. Um, and I loved the idea and I think as well, coming out of the pandemic, I loved the idea of just hanging out with loads of artists and documenting them kind of in the creative process. So I was on board straight away um so that's kind of how it works and then obviously the black Aid is a music venue it's a recording studio it's a bar it's got the the spaces upstairs for artists to rent offices so it's just got a lot of different elements that all perfectly coalesce for this show you'll meet someone and be like oh i love your photography do you want to do something together or you know, oh, I'm making this cool music and it, you just keep meeting really interesting characters who are doing creative projects that um, are exciting and you can get on board with or they might join your project or hmm. it's a really natural space to network. It's so informal and sort of fun. So it's um, yeah, it's kind of a no brainer to have a space that has multiple functions yeah, and then and then you go downstairs and have a glass of wine, which is great at the end of the day.
3: Nice. So it kind of uh, the show is kind of coming out now, just as kind of fog is lifting as well, isn't it? So
6: yes, yeah, it
3: gives you that nice. Here's what we did. Here's some nice, you know, um, connections.
6: Yeah, happening. exactly. And I know, like from having shot it, that it was a pleasure for the artists coming out of the pandemic because a lot of them haven't really done hadn't done gigs you know they hadn't been in a space of so they're creative people, so it was just very nice uh creating a platform for that as well there was just an appetite because we've been starved of concerts and festivals and sessions and you know going down to the pub so everyone yeah. was hungry to get in the room and and make some music yeah and I think that'll translate to the audience I think that atmosphere is is it's going to permeate so it's yeah it's a good time to watch the show I think working with Jinx Lennon was a total revelation. Um, I kind of never seen him live, but I'd seen some of his music videos. And he's quite fearless. He's sort of like a poet, like in, in a very deep way, in that he does there's no small talk, he's straight to the deep stuff. So he sang a song walking up Shop Street in Galway and belting out lyrics about, you know, not using a Johnny, you know, not telling the misses, and like really, you know, mad out lyrics and no uh shyness on him belting out the lyrics i was in stitches laughing at the freedom of him singing like that in front of a a crowd uh he was just brilliant and the wallopers were brilliant crack as well they're kind of real punk anarchist ruckus kind of energy so that was cool um peter broderick and rachel lavelle was a beautiful combination very ephemeral very um for me i found that a really emotional collaboration to to listen to musically mm-hmm. uh, rachel's voice is gorgeous and then peter was really kind of brilliant at bringing in a sort of rich array of different sounds and different instruments and kind of just fleshing out a whole soundscape so I love that's problem like I love that mm-hmm. song that they made, and then i I particularly liked uh, the mm-hmm. first episode with Rhiannon Giddens and Roshi Sai yeah. um and yeah. Francesco Teresi. They kind of merge like uh shanos mm-hmm. with tra- like um traditional mm-hmm. American folk, and it's mm-hmm. not a combination I've ever heard before uh and mm-hmm. somehow because they both have such beautiful voices um their voices really merge and so somehow you imagine that these two genres always must have been together because it's quite seamless the way that they they bring the two worlds together so that's really cool um yeah god just just like every episode has its own distinct personality and then musically you know fair play to patter for curating such a a fantastic group of people because each song like just some really virtuoso moments like Shame You Died and Derry Farrell are absolutely deadly on the bazookies. Mm. um that was another song that kind of blew my socks off they're just totally virtuoso at playing you know
3: and it's very it's very uh wide ranging uh music as well you know it's like i like that uh, i think the collaboration is a really nice idea of it all you know it kind of gives you something a bit special
6: yeah definitely and i i think the diversity is part of the charm of the show like it's going to introduce people to artists they haven't heard of and really impressive, talented people from around the world. I mean, I have to confess, I definitely hadn't heard of everybody that was on the list that Patter showed to me. So I was busy doing my homework before we started uh, filming and it was great. It was like, this is, you know, I was excited to be introduced to all these talents that I hadn't come across. So I know they're all on my Spotify list. I listen to them regularly. Um, and then again, and with the pairings as well, they're not always obvious like uh, Rhiannon Giddens and Roshan El you are coming from really different backgrounds and yet somehow their voices work beautifully and their harmonies work beautifully and so a lot of the pairings aren't obvious at first but when you hear the music that they make it's kind of going into this new territory that just is quite magic so it's yeah I think as a concept for a show it's quite rich it's, it's just really enjoyable it feels like you're in the room with them at a private session all of your own
7: I know friendly in bed held my head my time has come to sail away I know you love for me to stay but I miss my My stories, remember my songs. I'll leave them on earth. And we'll head
3: back now to talk Sweet to Patter King, the co-owner of Blackgate, and so he can have the final word. And we're looking ahead to the future. The immediate future, first of all, with gigs reopening and the venue reopening and the recording studio reopening and the possibilities for the space and the possibilities for people to visit and community to be created there once more. And also the label as well, which will have a new release um, from an artist called Rodney Owl. And we'll finish uh, this podcast with a track from Rodney Owl. The song we are going to play uh, from Rodney is, is called Truth Is Broken. But for now, here's a final word from Patter King, talking to myself and Andrea.
7: bid me goodbye my body's bound
0: Big community of of regular music lovers that would yeah. come here, and yeah. um, and it, it's you miss you miss people like and you mm-hmm. miss uh, yeah uh, that's an
3: understatement
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <But> it's so <laughs> lovely seeing a space like this where like I could see myself if I lived in Galway just kind of like just this being a space that I would like flock to. We we're kind of now in the car on the way down. We we're kind of talking about you know Dublin and how different it is in Dublin compared to the rest of the country and in, in, in some ways it seems like there's more stuff being built up elsewhere and then uh, like we'd we, we'd love to kind of um, I don't know look, look at this place as like a, a, a blueprint for stuff that could happen in Dublin if it was possible you know like yeah,
3: and I think it's, it's been hard for the last two years when you talk about community and yeah. like when you haven't been able to meet and especially in the music community mm. like it was not lost on any of us like how much we miss being around our peers, do you know yeah. what I mean? And you really do miss that. And you just
2: yeah, yeah. So it's so lovely to see a, 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 a space where that's just kind of where people can meet, and it's not just these one-off things like yeah. where you know you'd meet people at gigs and stuff like this. Is just a place where it's kind of you know regularly. It's like yeah. Someone yeah. might be upstairs recording, someone else might be downstairs getting ready for a gig, or you know, that's yeah, it. Yeah. it's lovely.
0: And like one thing is the you know the LVC that I mentioned a while ago, the Live yeah. Venues Collective. Live venue Collective, yeah. Um, that was a real. A real brilliant thing. I don't know how, you know, it never happened before now, but... Yeah, but it was needed, probably. May, well, I think it probably did need it, it but I think but nobody, nobody realised yeah, it. Yeah. But, um,
3: yeah, I think that's you know, one of a positive things that's really come out of oh, it's like, incredible. the last couple of years, is uh, like the yeah. mobilisation of people uh, in, in the industry together. For sure, yeah. Who never had to represent themselves in that way, so now suddenly, yeah. you know, you have a and that group of venues. That group, um, I mean...
0: I could name every one of them and they're like it's been such a supportive a great thing just to be able to you know say I don't know what's going on with this I don't know how to deal with this and you know we have a group together and you'd be emailing or messaging people and it's lovely to get responses from people who are equally as worried or as anxious or as you know excited about something Mm. and we've, we've we've formed lovely you know friendships across I knew some some of them beforehand obviously but but that's been a real sense of when Ireland opens up again, I'm really looking forward to going around to all those venues and literally just going to, you know, going to gigs again in, in those mm. places. And, um, yeah, just, and, and I think that there's great possibilities for that, for those networks, yeah. you know, for representation on behalf of, because all the small venues are really, we're here, it's a, you know, a symbiotic relationship with musicians. We we, we love musicians. We love music. That's what, you know, that's what we're doing it for. You don't, mm nobody makes big money on small venues um like it's,
2: it's we're not teaming with them you know yeah um, there's, and there's
0: a lot of them actually i mean the especially in the last two years there's a lot of people that i think there's a few few that closed down actually yeah a few pretty prominent ones as well and you know that's kind of that's hard to see because it, it's uh we all kind of came close to it like you know there was definitely in the first six months of this yeah. um if it wasn't for the work of the lvc i think that Probably a lot of more, a lot more would have closed down because yeah. you know they really lobbied, lobbied to get supports very early on. Like, and mm. um, I don't think, like realistically, I don't think we would have survived uh, yeah. if it wasn't for that. It must birth, have been very you
2: know. scary, like, because you guys, you know, going going for three years and then obviously like the yeah. pandemic hits. Like, yeah, we were It just, must have been terrifying. Like that, it was just gonna. But
0: it was, yeah, it was. It was really annoying because we were just kind of hitting our stride. It was like the first, yeah. the first year we were having kind of a, a good year. We were well organized with our gigs. We had a, we had a lot of, we um, had a big kind of a. Um, we had a, a lot of jazz events and stuff that were kind of took us a few years to build up, and we mm. we we created with a guy called Angus Hackett locally, a great musician. We built up this kind of a. Um, a well-known jazz tribute, kind of a thing. So we would tip the cap to certain things, and then those people would come back to. So we we built that up over years, and it took a long time to to get the crowds to come to those events. Mm. And then just all of a sudden, overnight, it was like, ah,
2: yeah. oh, shit, yeah. you know.
0: But you know, I suppose it, it's it's allowed us to go in other way, other directions now. Well, that's
2: it. Know? I mean, I suppose it's a testament to like the the adaptability of like the model that you saw initially that you've you know survived and thrived throughout it by having this these kind of you know we used the term earlier like spinning plates because if it was any one thing it mightn't have you know survived but because you have like the studio and the venue space and the you know uh, videoing the performances and everything it's um it's a testament to to the um to how much actually having that level of adaptability and like nuance within any one project is, is is just so important to kind of have that now um, and like the traditional models of just like having a a studio or having you know having all these things separately I yeah. don't know like it, it just yeah. doesn't seem like it's feasible for these things to survive without yeah I think that is, like, like what you're doing thing, here is something
3: you know? we, that I have always thought of as the future of yeah you know small venues or if it would be at a record shop yeah. or uh, you know multi use spaces, they have to be able to adapt. They have to be able to do things differently yeah. during the day if they want yeah. in order to do differently. Things at night, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like making the best use of. It's kind of like freelancing
2: on a bigger scale, you know. Like, <laughs> well, it's yeah. like no one gets to just write or yeah. DJ or whatever it is. You know, you kind of have to do all of these different things. And I suppose like ven- venue spaces and you know labels and stuff are are, are are no different. We're all trying to make a living, like and you kind of well, have to it, have yeah. like your.
0: And what's your, it what's your, nice your if you if you think it. of it as a hub, you said it a while ago about the place in <clears throat> Glasgow, but. Um, but that's been the the most rewarding part of all of this is that there's so many creative people that have come here and mm. kind of gone, we want to be part of this, yeah, want to be part of what's going on here, and we kind of find a project where we you know we put in for funding for whatever and if we get it, then there's a line in the budget to cover that person doing that thing because they've helped create it I don't know it's it's and all kinds of bizarre things come out of it, like i mean we've we've done you know, talks down here. We've had writers, we've, you know, writing, you know, um, like John, who was there a while ago, he's a writer. He he does applications, but then he does scripts. Then, mm. you know, you've got um, like Dave, who you met downstairs a while ago, he runs, uh, he runs concerts, but then he's a producer. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's a big part of the label now as well in terms of the organisation of that. And yeah. more and more people are coming into the, the fray. And as we work with people, They get you see how what direction they're good or what what they're good at doing, and just being able to say okay let's find a project where you can put that person you know give that person a bit of runway yeah and then it helps you like I mean we're like hopefully I mean I think we're going to come out of this next few years you know knock on wood we're going to come out of this next few years stronger with way way more possibilities and try to show that in the creative industries you can in a like in a small place like this you can make you know a good living and you can be equitable for the artists the creators and and you know as was not be wondering about paying
3: your bills you know
2: yeah. mm. so it's like a, it's, it's a, a very fr- a refreshing perspective to <laughs> have just like yeah we, it's, a mo- it's a
3: model that could be replicated elsewhere you yeah know, you know you
2: and i would talk a lot about like kind of you know Oh, you can't make a bloody living in this country anymore. But it is so nice to come here and hear you say that, like, you know, it's not it's not only, you know, a place for people to be like yeah we're coming here we're following our dreams but it's actually you know it's equitable and it's doable and it's uh, benefiting the people who are coming and the community as well like so it's it's a model that really makes sense I'd yeah, love to all, see it well all we want to do like
0: more. me Eamon and Aidan all three of us like the, the dream really is I suppose and I, I'm speaking for the rest of the lads I suppose maybe are out of place but the dream really is that you, you have a job out of it all three of us will have a job yeah. out of it and we work for ourselves and we can hopefully in a few years time you come in in the morning on a Monday morning and you say well what do we want to do today mm. you know and whatever project you feel like doing you do mm. and you can decide to like Aiden is a our partner he's a he's a does a lot of adventure sports a lot of climbing you know I'd mm. love to do you know a, a project with him doing that or I'd love to do a with mm. pro- Eamon Eamon is interested in loads of things like design and electronic music and all these things I'd love to do a project with him doing that mm. and we could it can be anything yeah. um, and you know part of the thing with the label as well all of these things they're dreams I suppose all of us in the music industry have where you you want to you want to be at the at the, the cold face of creativity, you know. Mm.
3: So Yeah. Lovely. Great. So five years in, congratulations. Happy birthday. Thank, thank you. So, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> so you'll be up, up some scale on some mountain in five years is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Well somebody will be I w- I, I won't think. So. <laughs> yes, <okay. laughs> Very good. You know, Thanks. Great,
0: thank you. Thanks guys. Thanks for coming in.
1: forgot to paint the roses You brought your spear and your showman's ear Not all love is kindness So let me tiptoe